Well, good morning. Good morning. It's always a privilege to be here. I always uh, enjoyed our time together, especially during the chapel hour. Uh, this morning, I know that you're all here really for the munchies, so <laughs> I know I'm in the way of the munchies, so what we'll do is quickly... Uh, this morning, I want uh, to invite you to open up your Bibles to Ruth chapter 3. Ruth chapter 3, and we'll consider the chapter here <clears throat> where Naomi uh, seeks to find rest for Ruth in Boaz. So let us read this uh, together. But before we do, let us uh, go to the Lord in a word of prayer. Our Father in heaven, we thank you uh, for this, your word, and we thank you for the opportunity that you grant us to be here this morning. And I pray that by your mercy and by your grace, uh, you would cause uh, this time together to be fruitful. We know that um, we in ourselves and in our strength can do nothing. We are entrusted entirely to your care and uh, we know that you can cause even these brief moments, considering your word, uh, to be efficacious for our souls. We ask these things through Christ our Lord. Amen and amen. Let us then this morning read here Ruth chapter 3. We'll do the entirety of the chapter, um, being that Friday mornings are a little extended. I said, well, let me read a long chapter to fill up time. And there. My sermon can be a little shorter. It says, <clears throat> Then Naomi, her mother-in-law, said to her, My daughter, should I not seek rest for you that it may be well with you? Is not Boaz our relative with whose young women you were? See, he's winnowing barley tonight in the th at the threshing floor. Wash, therefore, and anoint yourself, <clears throat> and put on your cloak and go down to the threshing floor, but do not make yourself known to the man until he has finished eating and drinking. But when he lies down, observe the place where he lies, then go and uncover his feet and lie down, and he will tell you what to do. And she replied, All that you say, I will do. So she went down to the threshing floor and did just as her mother-in-law had commanded her. And when Boaz had eaten and drunk, and his heart was merry, he went to lie down at the end of the heap grain. Then she came softly, uncovered his feet, and lay down. At midnight the man was startled and turned over, and behold, a woman lay at his feet. He said, Who are you? And she said, I am Ruth, your servant. Spread your wings over your servant, for you are a redeemer. And he said, May you be blessed by the Lord, my daughter. You have made this last kindness greater than the first in that you have not gone after young men, whether poor or rich. And now, my daughter, do not fear. I will do for you all that you ask, for all my fellow townsmen know that you are a worthy woman. And now it is true that I am a redeemer, yet there is a redeemer nearer than I. Remain tonight and in the morning. If he will redeem you, good. Let him do it. But if he is not willing to redeem you, then as the Lord lives, I will redeem you. Lie down until the morning. 
So she lay at his feet until the morning, but arose before one could recognize another. And he said, Let it not be known that a woman came to the threshing floor. And he said, Bring your garment you are wearing and hold it out. So she held it out, and he measured out six measures of barley and put it on her. Then she went into the city. And when she came to her mother-in-law, she said, How did it fare, my daughter? Then she told her all that the man had done for her, saying, These six measures of barley he gave to me, for he said to me, You must go, not go back empty-handed to your mother-in-law. She replied, Wait, my daughter, until you learn how the matter turns out, for the man will not rest, but he will settle the matter today. That is the reading of God's word. Thanks be to God. This morning, I want to ask a question to begin our time together is, what are you afraid of? Or we can say, what causes you anxiety? It causes you to be fearful. Um, I know if you're taking Dr. Minninger's class, uh, if you're taking, you're writing one of his papers, that probably is causing you anxiety or causing you to be fearful. I've been there. But this morning, the common denominator in this room is that we're all scared of one thing or another. The Bible says the, in Genesis that the first sensation that Adam felt after he sinned was that he was afraid. We're all scared, afraid, anxious about something. And no doubt that is what probably is governing the mind of Ruth at this moment. Just think about it. She's a foreigner. She's a widow. She is technically not allowed in the land of Israel because of the prohibition towards the Moabites. But here she is. And the questions that she is most likely asking herself are those very questions. What is going to happen? What will be, what will be about, uh, what will my future be? How will all things turn out? And here in this story, what we find is that God, through Boaz, offers rest to Ruth. The chapter that we have read is flanked by rest in the beginning and rest in the end. It's a chapter that shows us that God is the only one who can offer us true and lasting rest. And so this morning you are facing no doubt, different circumstances, different trials, different um, situations that have come to your life. And every one of those causes one form of anxiety, some form of fear. But here we see that God is the one who gives us rest. In God alone do we find rest for our weary souls. Only God can offer us fear-dispelling, joy-arousing rest. 
So this morning, it, for the sake of our time and so that we can see a little bit of a structure, we're going to move through the story in three parts. Uh, we'll look at the plan for rest, the place of rest, and the assurance of rest. So the plan. So Naomi has come back from the fields of Moab. She is aware that Ruth has met uh, Boaz. And now, for some reason, uh, time has gone by and Boaz hasn't done anything to redeem uh, Ruth. And here, what we find is Naomi concocting a plan so that the rest that Ruth needed, she could find in Boaz. And that plan is here in the first five verses. She tells Ruth, hey, this man is going to go out. He's going to be winnowing. I, I'm telling you, do X, Y, and Z and wait until the man tells you what to do. If you were kind of looking at this as a, a visual, you can see Naomi uh, having a drawing board with the X's and O's showing Ruth the play-by-play action. She is planning for Ruth to meet Boaz in order that he can offer her rest. But the question is, uh, this is um, a precarious kind of uh, offer that Naomi is uh, telling Ruth to engage in. Because remember, this is a dark time during the, uh, the nation of Israel. It, it was when the, there was no king and everyone did what was right in their own eyes. So Naomi, uh, Ruth is going to meet a man at night after he has eaten and after he's drunk. Um, that might not be the wisest plan, but nonetheless, that is the plan. And here, <laughs> what we see is God moving all things so that Ruth can find rest. And so that is the plan. And then in verses 6, we see that there's a transition. Uh, Ruth arrives at the threshing floor, just as her mother-in-law had commanded her, and she followed the play flawlessly. She executed the play flawlessly. And there, in the middle of the night, Boaz gets up and he asks the obvious question, who, who are you? And she replies in verse 9, I am Ruth, your servant. Spread your wings over your servant, for you are a redeemer. And that is pretty uh, foreign language to us, but in essence, what Ruth is saying is provide safety, provide tranquility. Give me a rest for my soul that I can know that my life is not going to be up in the air, that I'm not going to be fearful uh, about the future here in Israel. He had promised to do her good in chapter 2, but that was only until the end of the harvest. But she had no guarantee going forward, and that's what she wanted. 
She wanted to find rest. That's the word that Naomi uses um, in verse 1. My daughter, should I not seek rest for you? And that is a key word, the rest that Ruth need, needed is the same rest that we need. So Boaz could provide this in a figurative, uh, temporal sense, but what we need is fear-dispelling, joy-arousing rest. Because only when we have that rest can we find ultimate and lasting satisfaction in, in God. So, Ruth goes out, meets Boaz. Uh, this is not blind faith. She knows what type of man Boaz is. He has proven himself as a man of worthy character. And we also, when we entrust ourselves to God, we don't do it. It's not blind faith. God has proven who he is. He has shown to be faithful time and again. And therefore, we also entrust ourselves to the benevolent hand of a merciful father. So there is the place of rest. It's found in Boaz. Boaz knows that he is a redeemer, but realizes that there's a redeemer nearer than him. So what he tells Ruth is, Ruth, uh, what's guaranteed is that you will find rest. That is the guarantee. So there is the plan for rest here in verses 1 to 5, the place of rest, meeting Boaz and encountering the man who could provide redemption for her. And then there's the assurance of rest here in our final verses. Naomi, uh, after Ruth returned from the field or from this encounter with Boaz in verse 18 says, uh, Wait, my daughter, until you learn how the matter turns out, for the man will not rest, but will settle the matter today. In other words, the rest that you're seeking, or the rest that I'm seeking for you, the rest that you need is guaranteed. And as we look at this story, we see that the same predicament that Ruth had is the one that we all have. We all have fears, doubts, insecurities, and we can only find true and lasting satisfaction in a God who dispels fears and arouses joy. And how does he do that? Well, we know through the promises that we have in God's word that we in this life are not alone, that in this life we're not uh, the uh, victims of chance, but God is orchestrating all things and He's providing the rest in Jesus Christ, His Son. And for this reason, Jesus tells his, the people He was proclaiming the hope of the gospel to, all those who are weary and heavy laden, come and find rest for your soul. The word for rest in verse 1 is the same word uh, that David uses when he says, 
that by still waters the Lord leads me. That word still is the same word rest. David, uh, experienced shepherd, understood that God was the one who provided rest. Just like he provided rest and safety and security for the sheep, David knew that the one who provided fear-dispelling, joy-arousing rest was God. and He could find true, lasting satisfaction in Him. So this morning, uh, I'm sure there are many circumstances that are in the back of your mind. The future, especially for the graduating class, You are starting to anticipate what could become of the future. And here we find that even if that remains uncertain, what is certain is that you can find rest in God through Christ. Boaz could provide temporary, uh, limited uh, redemption to Ruth. Christ provides everlasting, glorious and amazing redemption for us. So this morning, whatever you're feeling, uh, whatever is causing you anxiety, whatever is causing you to worry, whatever is causing you to fear, allow these words of hope and comfort encourage you that in Christ, God offers me and you fear-dispelling, joy-arousing rest. Let us pray. Our Father in heaven, we thank you for this, your word, where we see a picture of the gospel here, even in this story, where we're made aware that uh, the rest that we were created for is only found in Christ Jesus, your Son. So I pray, Father, that as we encounter this, the rest of this week and the days to come, we would seek our rest, not in the things of this world, not in the, uh, uh, the, the joys and pleasures in this life, but that we would seek our rest in Christ Jesus, your Son. I pray this through Christ. Amen.